The President of the United States was afraid. Zach Barrows had worked personally with President Samuel Curtis for eight years, starting as a campaign volunteer in high school. He'd seen Curtis at the end of 24-hour campaign marathons, in the small hours of the morning weighing a missile strike, playing ball with his son, and dealing with dangers that staggered the imagination. It was safe to say Zach knew the President as well as anyone in the White House, with the possible exception of his wife. Curtis regarded an emotional display the same way he'd look at grime on the cuff of one of his immaculately cut suits. He didn't put up with it. But Zack could see the fear. And when the man who commanded a nuclear arsenal and the greatest military in history was frightened, it meant that something other than human intervention was required. That, unfortunately, was part of Zack's job every day now. That was where Nathaniel Cade came in. Cade stood next to Zack on the Oval Office carpet. Cade was a vampire. Zack remembered how he'd laughed when he first heard that. Then he actually met Cade. Although Cade looked like a fairly normal guy in his twenties, maybe a little pale, he exuded an aura of menace. People had been known to start gibbering uncontrollably just by standing near him, Zack figured this was an inborn survival mechanism in humans, the fight-or-flight response telling the brain to get the hell away from this thing before it turns you into lunch. In response, Zack had wet his pants. The laughs were few and far between after that. Zack once thought he'd be the president's chief of staff, the youngest in history, but instead found himself shanghaied into a world that for most people, simply didn't exist. The conspiracy theorists had it all wrong, he'd been told. Werewolves, zombies, demons, witches, and various other creatures had all been on this planet for a long time, waiting in the dark for their chances to feast on human blood and souls. The United States had been fighting a holding action against these horrors almost since it was founded. The entire secret history of America was a record of this war— Like an infectious disease, every time there was an outbreak, the government did its best to contain it quietly and quickly. In 1867, the country found the right weapon for the fight. Cade was discovered on a ship that ran aground outside Boston Harbor. At some point in the long journey, he killed and fed on the other members of the crew. He had chewed through their flesh and sucked the meat dry of all blood. A half-dozen soldiers shot him at point-blank range without killing him when he was found. For the first time in its history, the United States government had captured a vampire. But rather than destroy him, then-President Andrew Johnson bound him to serve the United States with a blood oath administered by the voodoo queen Marie Laveau. Cade was sworn to follow all lawful orders of the president and his appointed representatives— then turned against the other creatures of the night. Cade was stronger, faster, and tougher than anything human, and in almost one hundred fifty years there wasn't a monster in the world he hadn't killed at one time or another. President Curtis selected Zack to serve as a liaison to Cade when Cade's previous handler, William H. Griffin, was due to retire— Zack was the first political operative to fill a job that ordinarily went to ex-FBI, ex-CIA, and ex-Special Ops. 
Zack still wondered occasionally if he was being punished for a one-time fling with the first daughter in the Lincoln bedroom. After three years, Zack had to admit the job was interesting. At the very least, Cade hadn't tried to eat him, yet. We have a problem, the president said. Earlier tonight, Brent Kirkman, one of the advanced staffers on my campaign, was killed along with a local volunteer. Jesus Christ, Zack said. Cade gave Zack a look. The vampire wore a cross around his neck, using the pain as a tool to combat his thirst. He was still a believer, even if he knew he'd never get to heaven himself. Someone has to protect the meek until they can inherit the earth, was his only explanation. Zack still didn't understand how that worked, but he usually knew not to take the name of the Lord in vain. Cade hated that. But Brent... Brent had been a friend. You knew him? Curtis asked. Zack nodded. We were both on the Illinois staff when we started. The president nodded. You may not want to look at this, then. He lifted a folder and handed it to Cade. Cade flipped through it in seconds, his face never changing expression. Zack took it. He swallowed hard to keep his lunch. Despite all he'd seen on the job, and it was a lot, he never got accustomed to all the ways a human body could be degraded and ruined in death. It was hard to tell where one corpse ended and the other began. They were carved up, skin and organs and bones, sheared clean through, the torsos laid open like a biology experiment. Muscle and fat were sliced cleanly off their frames. Blood stained the walls of the tight, confined space around the bodies. Zach.